the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This, of course, is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It is a hump day spectacular, uh, Lundy, as we've got NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB action. Of course, you can always fire off on some of the NFL futures. You know, we're still somewhat self-isolated, somewhat quarantined. And I I know you commented this on Twitter yesterday, and I saw it hit my feed. And please follow us on Twitter, me, at Noise Juevos, Lundy, at Nate Lundy. I pulled this in the Wall Street Journal. Here is the headline. Men should limit alcohol to one drink a day, (laughs) federal (laughs) committee says. WTH, Lundy. Yeah, look, let's be honest. We're in the midst of a pandemic. I'm watching hockey in the middle of August. I mean, if you think I'm going to limit myself to one adult beverage a day, uh, (laughs) you've clearly had too many adult beverages. Let's just put it that way. Come on, man. If there's anything that's going to get me through some of the insanity that's happening right now, it's a nice IPA followed off later in the evening by something maybe a little chill, like a little... uh, a little Pinot, a little Ooh. Cabernet. Ooh. Come on, oh. man. Give me a break. Yeah, that's a little fancy. That's a little bit of a pinky to the mouth with the chilled wine. I would definitely go with an ice-cold Añejo that I would pull from my freezer, pour uh, neat, and then just sip on it as a digestive after my very exorbitant meal. That you're I talking just to me about pinky to the mouth, <laughs> and you're using words that I've never heard before. <laughs> Oh, come on. You cannot tell me we're going to limit one drink per day, especially when you wager on the Milwaukee Bucks minus 13 to start things off inside the bubble yesterday. And that was a colossal failure as the Orlando Magic won that game straight up. And then the nightcapper as well. The L.A. Lakers blowing that one against the Portland Trailblazers in that transparent defense. LeBron messed around, gets a triple-double, and they still can't win. AD went off, still can't win. These are the perils. These are the downsides all the L.A. Lakers, because they don't have a whole lot of depth. But if you want to wager Major League Baseball, NBA, while you're sipping on a fine, chilled Pinot, like uh, the good Sir Lundy, you can do all that stuff right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. All you got to do is download their app, use the promo code FTN when you sign up, and for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter that code FTN when you sign up only. At DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. Bonus comprise a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to Wednesday's Fade 5. Number five. All right, starting things off on the diamond. Hey, we nailed an over yesterday in the Jays and Orioles Battle of the Birds matchup. Sailed past the total. That game was in double figures, I think, midway through in the fifth inning. It was like 7-6 last I checked, and the line was, what, 9.5, 10, something like that. Uh, Lundy, it is official, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I am above 500 right now, 12 and 11, not making money based on the juice, but very close to doing so over the history of the Faded Always podcast and Major League Baseball bets. And I'm going to add another log to that fire and hopefully continue to build up that blaze. And I'm going to take the under in Houston and Colorado. 
The line, 12 and a half is the total. That's hefty. Uh, the juice, very low at minus 105 on the under. But you look at the pitching matchup. Yes, it is going to be a scorching hot day. We've got wildfires out in the western part of the state. Uh, we haven't seen rain seemingly in weeks here in Denver. And the thermometer is breaking. We had a record high yesterday, and it's going to be another scorcher today. And you might say, well, the ball's got to be jumping out of Coors Field. Well, not so fast, my friend. You got Framber Valdez on the mound for the Houston Astros, a pitcher in 23 and two-thirds innings pitch. It's a 1.90 ERA, 2.28 walks per nine, and a minuscule 8.3 home run to fly ball percentage. A lot of ground ball outs with a 57.1 ground ball percentage. That curveball has been snapping for him. His best overall valued pitch, according to fan graphs. And then uh, for the Rockies, you got Ryan Castellani, who's really gotten it done this season. Bit of a sensation. Yeah, he's only pitched eight and two-thirds, but a 10-plus K per nine, 3.12 walks per nine, also enticing a ton of ground ball outs at a 50.0 flat ground ball percentage. Love his secondary stuff, that slider curve change, all registering right now as plus pitches. Colorado Penn's a bit of an adventure. 4.76 ERA in Major League Baseball so far this season. Houston, though, has the 10th lowest bullpen ERA and the Astros, unlike the Rockies, are not scoring with the promise that they had entering the restart. Number 23 in OPS. I just do not see 13 runs getting put on the scoreboard at Coors Field. Fade or follow. Uh, I'm going to follow you on this one. I think this is very much that Coors Field bias, that 5280, yep. the altitude, the heat. I think that's the bias. We talk about recency bias sometimes when we're looking at player props, things like that. I think this is just a Coors Field bias, but I agree with you. Castellani has looked really good here to start off his uh, time uh, with Colorado. Uh, the K rate is huge. And look, right now, after hitting the cover off the ball to start the season, Charlie Blackman has cooled off. Nolan Arenado still has not found his groove. And lately, even when Trevor Story's not it out of the park they're solo shots so there's not they're not getting runners on base for him to be able to turn it into a multi-run home run so right now i think that 13 number is way too big uh too much of a bias to coors and i think this is much more of a pitching matchup for tonight in denver so yeah give me the under yeah runs won't be sky high a mile high Number four. All right, let's go to the bubble and talk about a player prop available on DraftKings Sportsbook that I'm rather enamored with. And I like the over on Jason Tatum points at 27 and a half against the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, last six games that Tatum has played 29 or more minutes, 34 points, 23 points, 29 points, 29 points, and 32 so doing the simple math there, four of his last five times, again, logging hefty minutes, he's gone over. It's an all-or-nothing scenario right now, pushing the entire sack of chips into the center of the pot. He's going to play at least 29 minutes in this contest. Now, the Sixers are the fifth-worst matchup for a scorer, a scorer, according to the FTN Daily DVP tool. But, uh, you know, and Philadelphia has also allowed a respectable 1.075 points per possession in the last three games. But Tatum is an emerging superstar and a player that I think is going to have a high usage rate here in game two and maybe replicate what he did in the first game again going over the 30 point mark fade or follow Tatum over 27 and a half points at minus 110 
this number is a tough one to pick from. I think they set it right where it is because I thought he'd just I thought he would stay just under 30. I thought he was going to be maybe 27, 28. So obviously sitting there at 27 and a half, I'm going to follow you, mm. but I'm probably going to be stressing it for a bit because I really think that this number is it, this is tight, Brad. This is I think this was set really well. So I do think that if the usage rate can jump, I think if he can have one of those quarters that we see sometimes some guy breaks out, gets seven, eight, nine, ten points in a quarter because he just gets hot. That's what I'd like to see to kind of rest at ease with this particular betting pick. But I will take the over. I will follow you. But I do think this is a tight number. I don't know if he gets to 30. He's going to be creeping there, though. Green. After all, Boston's colors, the color of money. Number three. All right, let's go to our monkey knife fight prop of the day. And you got to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the known universe, and it's different from other fantasy sites because on monkeynightfight.com there are no salary caps and you have no sharks in the water. So it is equal playing fields across the board, and you could do that in baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, even esports. They got everything under the sun at monkeynightfight.com. And just for listening to this podcast, use that promo code FT. And again, promo code FTN. And when you sign up today, you get a free $5 game on the house. Have an MKF in good time at monkeynightfight.com. And here is the, the pick today. I'm taking the under on Joel Embiid rebounds. It's 13 and a half. That is a hefty total across the board. Now, Boston, the last three games, has given up 56.7 total rebounds per game. That's a fifth most among remaining teams inside the bubble and is the eighth best possible matchup for a rebounder among remaining teams, according to the FTN Daily DVP tool. Embiid, uh, last few contests, last four games, he's matched up toe-to-toe with the Boston Celtics. 16 boards, which happened in game one. Five rebounds, 13 and 13. He's averaging 11.6 rebounds per game. If this number were 12 and a half, Lundy, I'd probably go over. But at 13 and a half, I think he is going to land squarely on that 13 line. And that yar, that old hook is going to come into play. Fade or follow under MB 13 and a half boards. You, I'm going to follow, but the here's the thing. You're going with the Baker's dozen, and I already ate one of them because I had him <laughs> marked off. I had him marked off at 12. Uh, I think it's a dozen rebounds for him, maybe even 11. Uh, and so to me, I'm going to follow this under number. I think 13 and a half is too high for him in this particular matchup. You look at what he's averaged, and you just kind of sit back sometimes and you go, nah, I'm not really feeling that number. So, yeah, while I enjoy one of the donuts, I'll follow you. We'll go under. Block out, Boston! Number two. All right, let's go to the NFL and fire off in a future. And this one, uh, checking out DraftKings Sportsbook, receiving touchdown props. They've updated a ton of them. They've added some more here recently. Make sure you check those out. Again, with that DraftKings Sportsbook app, Devontae Adams. When I saw this number, I was jarred at how low it was. Seven and a half touchdowns. And, of course, I'm taking the over at minus 121. Who else is Aaron Rodgers going to throw the damn ball to in Green Bay? This uh, organization did not address wide receiver. Jay Sternberger, they think, is going to start at tight end, but he's had a rough start so far to training camp because he was on the COVID list early on. You know, it's Alan Lazard. It's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. There's no Devin Funches who opted out. They don't have a whole lot of weaponry there in northern Wisconsin. That means Devontae Adams is going to see probably what? 
150,000 targets this year. And if he gets back to what he was two seasons ago, he had 46 red zone targets. Only DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones that season had more, uh, converting that into 23 receptions and 13 touchdowns. That was a 28.4 red zone target percentage. Aaron Rodgers is ticked off. I just recently broke up with Danica Patrick, and I think he is going to funnel his anger through his arm and in the general direction of Devontae Adams when they are knocking the door of scoring six. Again, seven and a half touchdowns. Seems like a free square to me. I'm way over on that. Again, a minus 121 fade or follow. Sternberger sounds like a plumbing company that we would find <laughs> in uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oshkosh. Always Oshkosh. Plumbing. I mean, it just, he'd have a great jingle. It'd be fun. No, I'm going to follow you because of the V word, right? Volume. And to your point, when you're looking at a guy that in his history has had seasons where he's seen 45 plus targets in the red zone, you got to follow the volume. And then you just hope that eventually that one of those darts hits the bullseye in the middle of the board. So I'll take the volume and I'll take the over. This does seem like a low number. I don't know whether he gets to 10, 11, 12, but I think hitting eight is definitely doable with a pissed off Aaron Rodgers and no other targets available to him. I will follow. Let's see those touchdowns at Lambeau. Adams, got to make you that cheddar. Number one. All right, back to the NBA. Numero uno today uh, under the prime timelines. We got Dallas. We got the L.A. Clippers. I know you're bitter, Betsy, still with the Mavericks. Tim Hardaway Jr. specifically not getting you that cover the last game. But I am doubling down on the Dallas Mavericks, catching six and a half at minus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, it was a 109-101 L.A. Clippers winner in the opener of this series. But you got to remember, poor Singas got ejected early on. And as a result, uh, I think Dallas just was not quite there in catch-up mode. Porzingo's dealing with a sore knee, but he should be good to go. Uh, Don't worry about the questionable tag. He is going to play in this contest. Uh, Clippers have been rather stout defensively, giving up just 1.002 points per possession in their last three games. Dallas, meanwhile, allowing 1.213 points per possession in their last three But the Mavericks, though they have underwhelmed here their last three contests offensively, I think they get back to that 1.21, 1.20 area of points per possession scored. Uh, The Clippers are going to keep pace. I think this one's going to come down to the waning moments. And in the end, I don't give a crap who wins. All I care about is the cover. And I think Doncic and company will do exactly that. Give me the marvelous Mavs plus the six and a half. Fade or follow. Uh, I will go ahead and follow you on this one. I I think this is going to be a tight contest. I'm a little concerned at the ability for the Clippers to pull away late. But if, look, Doncic did what he did in that first game. We talk about, oh, a rookie debut in the playoffs and the points scored. Yeah, guess what? 11 turnovers, for crying out loud. He has got to get that under control. There's too many times that the Clippers can take advantage of that and turn the ball around and turn it into essentially a four, sometimes six-point swing if you're not careful he has got to do a better job of taking care of the ball to be able to utilize his teammates and if he can do that he doesn't have to hit that high total with the points but he's got to make sure that the possessions that Dallas has every single time down the court matter and so if he can get those turnovers in check I think they can keep this game close and I'm with you I don't give a crap who wins let's just make sure the Mavs cover yeah his name is Luca and all he does is score I'm telling you gonna be a big game for him Big game, bounce back for Porzingis as well. So, come on, Dallas. Do not fail us 
now. And that is a wrap on today's Fade the Noise podcast. Please, would you kindly drop us a rating and or review. And check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com for all your fantasy sports and sports betting needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to get 5% off your subscription today. Until tomorrow, fade or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.